All right, gang, welcome to our podcast today. Um, you know, Kate and I were kind of going back and forth about topics and, and one that's super relevant right now that I think, you know, just for our listeners, people in the gym or even other CrossFit people who listen to this podcast, uh, something that's coming up is, is Murph. And, you know, this is, I think, you know, right around my 15th year or so doing Murph. Um, in the early days, it wasn't as big of like a Memorial Day thing. Uh, I remember even when, when we did it back at the old Rogue Gym, we'd do it on uh, the 4th of July, actually. But it's, it's something that we do every year. And, and now most CrossFit gyms do this either, you know, Memorial Day weekend at some point or on Memorial Day on Monday. And, uh, you know, it is a it's a hard workout. And it's something that now, I think only in the last three or four years, there has been a emphasis on like preparing for it. It used to just kind of get thrown out as a random workout. It's and then, a big event. <laughs> yeah. And people would get hurt. Like we even had, there was one year, I think it was like four or five years ago, we had two or three people. It was two people and one from our gym who did it at another gym. But they hadn't been training frequently, and we had two people who were very capable male athletes. And this never happened any other year, but one year um, after not training for two or three months, decided to do Murph as their first workout back with a weight vest. And uh, long story short, both of them got rhabdo uh, in their arms. And that's that's usually if you're wearing a 20-pound vest and you're doing um, – kipping butterfly pull-ups and you're kind of straining and, and like guarding your shoulders on the way down, you just tear your biceps up and then that muscle is going to break off, get into your uh, bloodstream, cause rhabdo. And is they, it a 20 pound vest for guys? Is that like the yeah. official RX? Yes. Yes. So a 20 pound vest for male athletes. And then in the middle, you can partition it however you want. Yeah. So, I mean, just the workout is a, it's a mile run buy-in. Do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and then you finish with a mile run. The workout can be done a, a lot of different ways. You know, there's uh, doing 100 and then 200 and 300. All at once. All uh, 100 yeah. pull-ups Doing 100 all before at once. you move on. Um, have you done it that way? I've never done it that way. I've done it. I haven't either. I've done it a few different ways. I've done um, 10, 20, 30. I've done 20. I think it's 20, 30, 40, which is, I think they did it in the uh, games that way the year after. So they did it in the games, 100, 200, 300, and it was really hot. And then that workout went sideways on all the games athletes. Yeah. They did, they floundered. So CrossFit almost wanted to like rectify it. So I believe it was the next year, maybe two years later. I'm just trying to remember the year, but. Then they ran it back with like the 20, 30, 40 style. And, uh, you know, it's like five rounds of that. Mm -hmm. um, and then everyone did much better. The weather was a little bit cool. I think they mm -hmm. did it earlier in the day mm -hmm. and uh, they didn't. Melt. It was hot, like in that stadium. I remember just standing there boiling. I can't imagine doing that workout. What was cool to see, though, is, um, you know, standardized, like, pull-ups, push-ups, air squats, the times the games athletes are, and these are the 
best people in the world. The guys that, you know, they all look like basically like miniature NFL football players. Like these guys are so strong and fit and their times aren't stacking up maybe even as good as like some people claim to have in like CrossFit gyms, you know, people are throwing out like, yeah, I did a vested Murph in like 29 minutes. And it's just like some random person at a CrossFit gym. I'm like, you're the greatest CrossFitter in the entire world. Anyways, I digress. We'll get back to the point. Um, it's a really tough workout. It's challenging. The last, I think since 2019, after that year that happened. So I think that happened in 2018. Like, we're going to do a prep for this. So, you know, I think I started the first one a month out. Now, this one is six weeks out. We started it. So twice a week, we're doing training that is biased towards getting people prepped for it. So um, right now on Mon either alternating weeks, Monday and Tuesday, we're doing uh, strict work with uh, pull-ups, push-ups, and squats. We're actually adding a little load to like some tempo uh, goblet squats, strict pull-ups. And then Friday or Saturday, we are doing a... Uh, a more dynamic workout, which is like a little lower volume version of Murph. Um, some of which we're actually, I'm changing the movements up just so it's not super redundant where we're doing like wall balls or dumbbell bench press, um, even toes to bar, you know, things that are in that same sort of, yeah, 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 but it's not exactly the same movements. Mm -hmm. So by the time this workout gets here, everyone's going to be, very prepared. I think we will do half Murph like the Monday before. So you'll do half the workout. I don't want to smoke people right before it. And then, and then we'll go ahead and dive into it. Um, so I have a question cause yeah. this is always like um, something I hear people debate and I'm don't really know the answer myself. What is officially like RX Murph? So when, it, when we like tag RX does that have to be with a weight vest? Yes. Because I've always tagged RX and I've never done it with a weight vest. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I kind of made that that distinction maybe five or six years ago. I was like, hey, you're doing the movements prescribed quality, but it does say wear a weight vest, a 20-pound weight vest if you have one. And, and just reading through the workout and then how they've done it at the games, it's, it's been yeah. with a vest. So In my mind, that should be like RX plus because I see a lot of people wearing weight vests that have no business wearing weight vests. Well, no, no, no. So uh, good question. So um, whenever I see it like done officially, like once I saw it in a games event, like I always, I'm like, this is the official way to do it. Now, when you read the workout, it says partition however you want. So you can hit 20 rounds of Cindy, which is, which is typically how I'm doing the workout. Um, and Cindy's five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15, 15 squats, squats for you guys that don't know that. I've done the workout without a weight vest probably for eight years in a row. So I do it with no weight vest, and then I, I, I score it scaled. Um, and that's the way that I... I judge it for myself year in and year out after I've done it. I think about five times with the weight vest. I think I've done the workout close to 20 times in the early days of CrossFit. I, I remember one year, I think I did it three times. Um, 
you know, there weren't as many heroes and benchmark workouts. We didn't have a lot of equipment. So that was, I mean, I was younger and that was just a workout. Like sometimes I would just do it uh, because I didn't have anyone to train with. I'm like, well, I've got a pull-up bar here and I can run and, and do this and it's going to be a 45 minute workout. And um, I could just kind of get through it. That being said, as I've got older, um, doing a hundred butterfly pull-ups with a 20 pound weight vest is uh, pretty shoulder intensive. You know, we're into our forties. It's not something I'm saying I'm, I'll never do again with a weight vest, but we typically have things going on that day. When I've worn a weight vest in the past, I'm pretty much laid up and wiped out. I also probably won't train real heavily the next day if I do that. Now, this way, it's a benchmark that I know I can keep doing for years and years to come. And then I can look at my time. And it's kind of like a, a it's a cool marker year to year where now it goes up and down, up and down a little bit. And I can kind of look at it as a, a benchmark every year where if I'm like wearing the vest, sometimes I'm not wearing the vest sometimes. Um, it's hard to keep. Yeah. And I don't want to risk You know, honestly, like I'm not, um, I don't, I don't just send it with workouts and do really <laughs> risky stuff. I think everyone who has that goal to, check that box and do it weight vested. I, I think you should definitely go for it. And, you know, things like, you know, getting a ring muscle up and all, I think everyone should try and challenge themselves um, to do these things when they're properly trained and ready. Like you what know, percentage of our gym do you think would, well, let's say like what percentage and who is this smart? I couldn't tell you a percentage. Who is this smart for someone to do? Like, when would it be a good idea to wear a weight vest? To wear, oh, okay. Um, it would be a good idea to wear a weight vest, especially with the volume of pull-ups. Uh, a really good benchmark would be to minimally be able to do 20 kipping pull-ups in a row. Okay. That is the bare minimum, probably closer to 30. Okay. Yeah. When I've done, when I've done it with a weight vest, I could, I could rip off 40 to 50 kipping pull-ups in a row. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's probably going to be a small percentage of the, the gym population. 20. I think there's a lot of people who can do 20. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if they're doing it Cindy style and they're doing five at a time and they have 20 solid kipping pull-ups and they can hit eight to 10 very clean, strict pull-ups, it is doable with that. And if, if they've got solid push-ups, Push-ups are usually yeah, push-ups. I think is, that's always gets me. Push-ups are more limiting in your time. And where you'll have to like spend time like shaking out, pull-ups are the safety factor though. For your shoulders. Yes. Yeah. So okay. you're not you're not gonna hurt yourself having to wait and rest on push-ups typically, but your shoulders um holding together, especially on on kipping pull-ups loaded. You wanna have a really solid foundation, have some good strict pull-ups, uh, you know preferably eight to 10 minimally and at least 20 kipping pull-ups and you're very efficient with that movement. If you're uh, a five kipping pull-up person at a time, you use a band when we do strict stuff. Don't wear a weight vest. Um, and it's also a weight vest on the run. So I think a lot of people might not think about that. Yeah. I mean, that's a heavy vest. If you're, you don't love running or that's yeah. not, I mean, you're wearing that vest for two miles. 
Yep. So it's it's a big deal. Um, in my mind, it kind of makes sense that if if like kind of what what we believe in is more like the lesser percentage of people should be doing the weight vest. That's like RX plus, and the RX is just doing it all out because I know that's that the RX is something that most a lot of people have to scale. A hundred percent. So the way I plan our typical daily training, if if I was making that workout up, I would always make prescribed with no vest and make the vest RX plus, which you will see all the time with our workouts in class. That being said, it's a hero workout. It's been done at the games, just like an open workout, you know, that has 185 pound snatches for guys, a very small percentage of our, our male population is going to do it. It is what it is. That's yeah. the perspective. I just think it's do. good for people to hear this because yeah. then it, like, yeah. first of all, like injuries. And then second of all, just to not make your whole day suck, <laughs> you know, because sure. if you're, you're spending 75 minutes doing the workout, you might've wanted to scale down from what you're doing. Um, however you're doing that. Um, I think a lot of it too, I mean, these are hero workouts and, and the whole thought process behind them is they are hard and you're supposed to suffer a bit when you do these. That being said, as we've, you know, CrossFit is now like a very, as much as they always said it was a, an inclusive program, when I got into it, you know, 70% of the gym was like people who potentially wanted to like compete in it or like Marines and stuff, you know, the back 15 years ago, um, it was a little different mentality. Now we have a lot of general population in there. I think again, people, if you have that, like you have that carrot at the end of the stick, you're training for it and you're capable, you're putting in the work. I want, I want people to challenge themselves and go for it. Um, that being said, this is a workout that you need to respect, take seriously, and, uh, you know, give it the proper respect with, with, you know, don't just jump into it. And, and also give it the proper respect in the way that like, you probably shouldn't wear a weight vest. If you're doing, don't wear a weight vest and do ring rows. Don't do a weight vest and, um, you know, do pushups on a box don't wear a weight vest and do quarter squats. Yeah, don't you know, scale the move. Yeah. Don't don't do that. It, it, do the movements properly before you load it. Like yeah. that that like I I've I've watched people do like weight vested ring rows and, and box push-ups. I'm like that. No, 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 no. Let's let's make sure we're we're doing a, a higher quality movement first, and then we can start to load it um with that vest. Yeah. Uh Make sure you're getting in these workouts. One thing that I know, we've been doing summer shred, which is a great prep for all the running and things like that. And that whole group is, is getting really prepared in that way. But oftentimes we're doing that second Murph prep workout on uh, Saturday. Um, what I'm going to recommend for uh, those people is maybe towards the end of the week, uh, make sure you get some, a, full, a few sets of pull-ups in, which I'm actually going to do today. Cause I'm getting my strict work in, but not so much the dynamic like kipping pull-ups mm -hmm. and that's going to hurt me on that workout. Um, so I need to probably go in there and, and just hit, hit a few sets of pull-ups, make sure that my shoulders are ready to do a lot of kipping pull-ups. So make sure you're staying regular. If you miss some workouts or if you're traveling, like make sure you're just getting 
the volume of pull-ups and push-ups in, and that's going to keep you safe, um, safe on the workout. Uh, also, the biggest thing and the biggest reason people get rhabdo, and they've studied this pretty extensively in CrossFit, a lot of it revolves around drinking alcohol that the afterwards after doing the workout before before uh, before any it's just anywhere around the workout such and that's one thing i mean people kind of argue they can sleep better drinking but uh like uh my friends that wear the whoop like maddie will have one drink and it'll be insane how much her recovery is just crap the next day so you don't even realize it but your sleep's like broken up so much more that's a good that's good. So to know. that in Memorial Day weekend is a huge drinking weekend. <sighs> Be careful around that. So that's almost there was some I cannot remember the stat and this just popped into my head. But it was a huge percentage of the people who would get rhabdo, no, regardless of the CrossFit workout. But very often Murph um, was uh, there was drinking involved around that that workout. So. If you've been getting hammered Memorial Day weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you come in to hit Murph. You better scale. Hung over. Be <laughs> careful. Yeah. Be very careful with your body because that that's a recipe for rhabdo, not recovering, tearing your muscles up, and it, it's just not a good thing. And, and I've, I, you know, uh, I'll be, you know, 100% like honest, like I, I'm sure I've done that certain years where around that weekend or, or something, I've, I've been having some drinks. Now, when I've done that, I don't think I've ever worn the best. I think that's like, you know, and then for me, I, I'm, I'm really efficient on, on pull-ups and, and things like that. So it's a, it's a safe workout for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing it this year without any drinking that weekend. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> good. Yeah. But I just thought like a couple tips for people, um, that might be helpful. Like if you're, if you're approaching this workout and you haven't done it before, or you've done it before and it kind of turned nasty on you, um, some ways that I kind of like think about it and, and, um, navigate that workout. Um, like let's say you're going through the entire workout, um, that first run every now and then I'll get a little excited. I think last year I did, and I ran a little, little hard on that first one, but I kind of like to pace that out. So when I'm coming in where I'm like 75, 80%, yeah. and then I can flow straight into my sets of Cindy, because if I'm really running that fast, you, you really, the workout, you want to spend your focus on the sets of Cindy. Because those 20 sets of Cindy, they could last you 20 minutes or they could last you like 40 minutes and it can get really nasty. So you kind of want to come in pretty fresh and just be able to flow through that as much as possible. Um, also for women, especially the pushups get really tough. Um, yeah. and, and even, you know, for my guys, that's, it, a that tough, are, that's the hardest part for me. Yeah. It's, it's really yeah. tough. So I tell people to break those up a little sooner than they would think, because if you're struggling and spending three to four seconds on every push up rep, it makes it so much harder where if you can do five, take a break, do five pretty quick. It's just that time and that plank hold makes it really tough. So I'll try to get, depending on how I feel that day, five to 10 sets of 10 push-ups unbroken, and then I'll go five to five. And then always at the end, I'm going four, three, three. And I try to just do like quick breaths in between. My, my push-ups are usually the determining factor of yeah. within a few, like, you know, I have a good push-up Murph. My time can be 
several minutes faster, yeah. actually. That yeah. really makes yeah. such a huge difference. So it's, it's really kind of a game of not like redlining. You want to stay at that like 75% and you might even feel like, oh, this runs a little easy or Cindy's a little easy the first 10 rounds. Trust me, it's going to get hard. Yeah. But if, you know, if you're pretty good and you've been you know, pretty good with pull-ups, push-ups and squats, you've been doing this for a while. I think a good goal is to um, go between like 45 seconds and 60 seconds on each round ascending. Now it's probably going to bump up more to that 60 seconds, but someone like, um, you know, I think Dan can do rounds ascending in like 30 to 45 seconds on the higher end of that. 45 seconds in the context of that workout is really fast. Yeah. But yeah, you don't You can do that for a little while. They start stretching to 90 seconds in two minutes. Like you're kind of in for it on the workout. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's a, that's, Really good tips. Um, and then that yeah. last run, I mean, you're just hanging on. I say just get out the door. I see a lot of people <laughs> just really trying to avoid the run. Just get started on it. Yeah. Go slow and steady. Your your wind will kind of come back to you, and you'll take a break. But just get out on that run and move the whole time. Don't walk. It makes it so much more uh, difficult for yourself. But I think just like really trying to stay at that, like 80% where you're not burning out and taking, like taking walks and going back and forth. You're just moving nice and steady, nice and steady. You'll pick up steam too. Like your legs are not there because of all those squats you just hit. Once you start running. Yeah. Yeah. After you get about 400 meters in, you'll, you'll get your legs back under you. And then you've been, you know, you've been working out over a half hour, you know, once you get, halfway through that and then you know you're almost done so like that last 400 you can kind of kick it up a notch um what about a big thing i think because we run it we're gonna run it um how we do saturdays like Mm -hmm. seven eight nine Mm -hmm. you know right through noon so it's typically going to be morning time um Pre and post nutrition yeah i was just gonna talk yeah so the heat can definitely be a factor even if it's like 9 a.m. It can start to get hot just depending on uh, the year. But what I tell people, um, I mean, this is very generic advice, but like for women, I kind of look at like grams of carbs pre-workout and you want to be like 45 to probably 65 or 70 grams of carbs, which is a decent amount, like in a cup of or half a cup of oatmeal, which is a serving is about 30 grams. So if you did that with some like honey, with some like milk in there that would put you around that 65 grams guys probably need more like 60 to 90 grams of carbs without diving into like macronutrients like what's what would so, be someone's out the door because they've got a they got to be at the workout in 30 minutes and they're half asleep yeah something that's yeah. eat like people always are weirded out when i say this but like cereal no one really like hates hates to have a bowl of cereal sure. but if you have like a bowl of like a big bowl of kashi with a little bit of like fair life milk or something that not a ton of dairy so that's sure. lactose free that's going to allow you to have pretty good energy you could do like um you know a toast uh, and some eggs, but a bowl of cereal is just super simple. Everyone loves like Kodiak cake waffles too right now. A if you banana. did two of those with like, um, yeah, banana or like um, some maple syrup, just the banana alone is not going to cut it. You're going to bomb. No, I'm just saying, but no, yes. it's part of like your breakfast. Yes, yeah. yes. So uh, like, in you know, banana is probably about half of what you need. So just to kind of keep that in mind and yeah, you, you want to kind of prepare a little bit and not wake up an hour before you're starting. So depending on how you, timid your stomach is, um, 
I typically eat about an hour and a half, like 90 minutes before I work out, and that feels good. I like to eat a little bit closer, especially to Murph, and I always increase my intake a little bit on that day. What about hydration and salt? Yeah, so um, a, a really uh, good tip that something we learned a couple years ago is is salt is really great for um, helping with your electrolytes and maintaining those, especially with Murph. So I'll do like, um, like a half a... Well, no, I think it's a quarter of a teaspoon of salt. Take that before. Um, coconut water has carbs and natural electrolytes. So that's a great thing to bring in and sip on while you're doing the workout and or and or have before. Um, and that also has electrolytes. I would do that afterwards as well. And a little bit of salt afterwards. So it just kind of helps even out your electrolytes. Um, but, you know, of course, drinking water all day. And I think the biggest thing is just, if you're going to have drinks that weekend, try to go easy, <laughs> you know, try to At go easy. The especially day before, the day. Yes. Yeah. Like, so, you know, when we have had drinks that weekend, it's usually just Saturday. We don't drink on Sunday and then come in Monday. And that still, it still makes it rough. A lot of times people will, will have like uh, people bring in beer and stuff to have a beer afterwards. Yeah. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world to yeah. do. It feels good when you, when you, it's like binge drinking. That's really going to yeah. get you. But yeah. like, make sure you're staying hydrated. You're fueling. You're eating protein when you finish yeah. the workout, and and you know you're cooling off and stretching out. And um, but yeah, hydration is actually a huge one. That's where I see people boink a lot, like in the yeah. workout. And they, you know, you'll talk to them. They they drank the night before, and then they, you know, sometimes when you drink, you actually like your stomach's a little queasy. You don't want to drink water, a, a lot of it got to make sure you're getting hydrated before that workout. So yeah. hydration, uh, um, a hydration supplement or salt, I think is, uh, this is a good time to take it. You know, when you're yeah. doing a workout like this, um, just like if you were doing a race or something, it's, yeah. it's something you're, you're going to want to, you just want to take, you want to take it seriously. Like I know it's a fun event, yep. but you, you know, we just don't want to see anyone feeling like crap for a while. Yep. Um, Something else we will be doing this year, it'll be the first year we're doing this, um, we're having kind of like a little event almost more for kids and the families. Um, we're going to have uh, face painters here and a couple extra um, babysitters in the child care. So we'll have like face painting for the kids outside under that little overhang area so your kids uh, can cheer you on coming in. And since we'll have three people there, we we won't necessarily like cap off the child care so yep. much at 10 um, people, but then we'll also have food afterwards. Um, and we'll try to get some like coconut waters and that sort of drink, sort of drinks afterwards for everyone. And then we might be working on a DJ too. Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk to John about coming in and we're just going to make a, a fun event out of it and really try and do that every year. And what I like about Murph and the more I can zoom out and the longer, you know, we have a big sample size now of, I've got 15 years of plus of, of CrossFit and training each year now, and we, we now have started to really have these rituals that come around every year. So we have summer shred that we do every year. I think it's like eight, eight, 10 years running somewhere in that. I think 14 was our first year. So this is maybe our ninth or 10th yeah. year doing it. Um, we have like our Christmas workout. Um, Murph, there's like the open, there's all of these training workouts that we do every year and as we like it's part of like my every year training where I'm like oh this is coming up I need like 
the Christmas workout, I had been just boxing and doing things like that. I hadn't done hardly any CrossFit. I'm like, I got to really make sure I'm getting back into CrossFit shape. And it was really tough on me this year, but like I checked that box and I, I did it and uh, I was able to get through it by like doing that. And it's like, boom, it raised my fitness up a little bit. You know, I got to get in gear for Murph. It's going to raise my, my fitness up a little bit. And we have all of these things that, you know, there's at least half a dozen of these little check mark and markers. And as you do this, it keeps you in shape year in and year out because I want to like make sure I'm doing like our hot for the holidays workouts or um, Murph or try and do the open or whatever it is. Each year we're getting these markers in. And I think if you can build in Murph every year into your fitness plan, that is another thing that is just going to raise your not just short term health and fitness, but your overall long-term health and fitness. If you're still doing Murph, you know, in your forties, fifties, and you're able to complete it in, you know, even execute it in some sort of fashion, like now I'm doing it, uh, you know, the last eight years scaled, I want to try and do it the way I've done it now, another 10 years, at least, you know, without having to scale it down. I um, still am going to consider mine RX though. That's yeah. But I, I think it's a great like fitness ritual to yeah. put in there. And my big things now like that I like to hang my hat on, and it's more so than like hitting home runs and and, and hitting huge PRs is like, man, I got another year of that in. Yeah. I got another year of that in. And I stayed close to my my good times, or man, that was my best time in five years on that. Or ooh, that suffered a little bit next year. I'd like to improve a little bit more on that. I think a lot of us, what we need to start doing is thinking of fitness that way mm -hmm. um, and building that into not just like our, our short-term goals in lives, but like our long-term, mm -hmm. like start stretching it out and thinking, thinking more long-term and like, Hey, I've done Murph 10 years in a row. Like it might not seem impressive right then at that snapshot, sure. just like it's not super impressive, you know, piggybacking off uh, our financial talk last week, but like to put your money in a money market, but you keep doing that every month and you look at the long-term effects of that and it, it really starts to pay off where if you just stay super consistent with this, with your fitness, it's the same way that might not look super impressive, but that's going to mean so much for you over the years. And that's what's going to be healthier for yep. you than to, you know, to have not have so many highs and so many extremes. I mean, that's for your 20s and to you in your 20s have at it. But like when you're looking at longevity, it's really hard to keep your head in the game if you, you're always trying to hit these peaks all the time. Yeah. So I, I you know, big thing, just like we start to have this roadmap now. I think we really do. And I, I really started to kind of see that come together the last two years. I'm like, oh, we've got this this year this this year um and that's like half a dozen things that we got to stay in shape for you know like we gotta you know go out here and and run or we have to like hey we got to be in shape to participate in this and because we don't want to sit on the sidelines for it we want to be out there in all of these events doing it every year and sometimes that might have actually mean in the short term sacrificing a little bit of high-end fitness, like this very extreme fitness to be able to participate all year round and not mm -hmm. skip events because we're um, kind of going for this like all in, like, you know, and then we're in like a recovery phase from like this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing. And 
um, it keeps uh, it keeps you nice and, and, and steady. So try and use this as like a, a annual marker, and then try and have you know have those quarterly or every every step of the way where it's like, man, this is a a little fitness check, and it can be like you know things like my mom does the pump and run every year at the Arnold. Um, we did that a, a good handful of times. So that was kind of like that or the open would be mm-hmm. our spring check mark, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I'll just kind of leave it at that. And, and uh, you know, we're excited to see you guys um, on Murph. Make sure you're doing those Murph prep workouts and we'll have a good time. See you next time.